Hey y'all, hey, it's Freckles. I am back. Married at First Sight, season 12, episode 12, Must Love Dogs. I'm just going to give a really brief episode. I've watched the show two or three times, not entirely all the way through. I keep, I don't know, getting distracted, end up doing something else. So I said, let me just go ahead and do this recap. So first of all, thank you so much for joining me. Please like, comment, subscribe. Sorry, this is so late. But again, like I said, I've tried to watch the episode over and over again. So the episode is called Must Love Dogs. And they're over a month in now. And I'm sure everybody picked up on the fact that they were not just, it seemed that they were not just talking about the dogs. They were also talking about their wives. There was so much going on that lined up with what the husbands were saying about their dogs that equated to how they've expressed to us, us repeatedly how they feel about their wives, the issues they have with their wives. So I'm going to start off with um, Claire and Ryan because that was just so... So she's trying to get him to do some tantric yoga. She's still obviously very frustrated that he has not had sex with her. She's trying to, it seems like she's trying to do things to encourage him to be more sensual, more sexual, trying to get the process going, maybe make him feel more comfortable with her in that physical way um, to open up to her sexually. Now, I know a lot of people, I understand, I completely understand Claire's frustration. And I know a lot of people think that, hey, why doesn't he just have sex with her? Because they're married. They're married. You know, they're married. You're supposed to have sex with your wife. They're they're officially married. What's the problem with them having sex? And we don't know why Ryan isn't doing it. But from my perspective, in that situation, first of all, if the roles were reversed and it was a woman who hadn't had sex with her husband, a stranger that she just met, although yes, they're legally married, they just met. Would we be pressuring her or downing her because she wasn't ready to have sex yet? To me, like I said last week, it's not unusual to not have sex with somebody that you just met a month ago. The other thing is, with Ryan, we have no idea what he's been through. Maybe he has childhood traumas. Maybe there's a reason why he feels uncomfortable um, having sex with somebody he just met a month ago, although he signed a piece of paper saying he was legally bound, uh, you know, he's bound to her. Um, you know, it. We still don't. We have no idea. It's so easy to judge people and to say what they should be doing, what they shouldn't be doing, or um, down them because you don't agree with the choices or decisions they make. But we actually have no idea why Ryan is like that. I mean, for all we know, he could have had some um, some childhood trauma with sexual abuse. So he maybe he doesn't feel comfortable. It takes him a long to get to the point where he feels com comfortable with somebody sexually. We don't know. So because he hasn't told us. But I just feel like people, you know, should keep that in mind sometimes. And also that we as humans do have the right to say no. Women have the right to say no. No means no. Why doesn't a man have a right to say no? Now, what I don't like, what I absolutely don't like is we see in the um, the uh, the clips of Clara and the girls talking at the end, she is very frustrated and she is seriously venting. I mean, literally, she's going off. She says that she gets him off every night. And he doesn't return the favor is what it sounded like. I mean, that's what I'm, I don't know if she meant, you know, she gets him off every night, like she's jacking him off or giving him, I don't know what she's doing, but is, she, is he not trying to please her at all? Or is she just frustrated because are they doing some heavy petting, but he's not, she's frustrated because he's not actually going through with the intercourse. 
So I couldn't tell which one it was. But Ryan, if you're allowing her to get you off and you're not giving her anything in return, that is messed up. Um, and still then, too, we don't know what he's been through. We don't know what he's been through. So there, it, there could be some trauma there or it could just be that he's selfish. But Ryan gives us the impression. He tries to give us the impression that he's really trying with Clara and that he's trying to understand her. When he was talking about the dog, her little dog, Mishka, he was saying that he wanted to take the dog to training and he wanted to learn how to read her, learn how to understand her, learn how to communicate with her, learn um, how to understand when she's letting him know that she needs something. And it's, I mean, it sounded like he was talking about Clara. And then Clara was saying um, that uh, when they were talking about when he's when she was telling Clara or Ryan what type of dog Mishka is, she's saying, well, when he get, when she gets all in your face, you know, you know, she needs something. And literally Clara was all in his face talking to him about the yoga, talking about asking if he had any burning or he had not any burning, any tingling sensations, any kind of different different feelings um, uh, while doing the uh, tantric yoga. So, I mean, it was like she was playing the role of the dog that she's describing it was just so I thought it was so hilarious throughout the whole episode whenever the guys were talking about the dog I'm like okay they're talking about their wife um so I I would really love to know more about um what's going on with um you know with Ryan like I wish he would open up and share more but you know he's very closed off and you can tell he doesn't like to um you know that he he likes his privacy that it's probably more difficult for him to open up and share things especially on national television but I would really like to know what's going on with him but we do have to keep in mind you guys and, and this is obviously just my opinion but if it were your son your daughter who if they potentially had some type of trauma happen to them a sexual trauma as a child would you want them to be being pressured to have sex or be in a situation that they don't feel comfortable in because we don't know. We don't know. It's easy to judge people and it's easy to make assumptions. But from my perspective, knowing that there's been a lot of times when I first met people, you would have no idea two months, three months, six months down the line, the things that they have shared with you that they've been through. So anyways, I hope that they, I hope that they get to that point. I mean, I feel like Ryan's doing pretty good at making it seem like he's into Claire and he's really trying and he wants to give it a chance and he's good with her dog. But then there's other times with Ryan where uh, I just want him to be more straightforward with Clara. At the same time, I want Clara to be very blatant, you know, with Ryan, although she has asked him, you know, how long do you think it's going to be that until we're going to have sex? And he's like, I don't know. You know, I just, and he has to see her frustration. So I hope that they're communicating about it. And um, I hope that uh, Ryan truly is into her. And I want, I truly want Claire to be patient because one month without sex is not that long. But if she's constantly every night pleasing him sexually and she's not getting anything in return, I completely understand that too. And where that would raise the level of frustration. And I think I've, you know, people in the comments have said that she just needs to cut him off then too. You know, like we're just, neither one of us are going to do it. Okay, so Virginia and Eric, again, the dogs, the, the way Eric was talking about Virginia's dog, it really seemed like he was talking about Virginia. And when Eric talks about his own dog, um, it sounds like he's talking about himself. He talks about how perfect his dog is and how his dog always listens and he does what he's told and he's well behaved and he was trained well. And whereas Virginia's dog is wild and crazy, you never know what to expect. He bites people. He He's constantly distracted. He's hyper. Um, he needs to be disciplined. 
husband. And since Eric was a, of course, since Eric is in the, was in the military, obviously he knows how to train dogs. It's like, Eric, you're talking about life experiences. One has nothing to do with the other. And it's obvious that it seems like he's trying to train Virginia too. And, um, he also, Eric, when he's talking to her and when she's trying to express to him how he's making her feel, it's very difficult for her because it's like it's almost like she's walking on eggshells because she's trying not to say things that would anger him or that would make him look bad. And I feel like that's an ongoing theme with them. That There's a lot that goes on off camera that the things that Eric does that Virginia covers for him, but Eric just straight comes for Virginia with whatever it is that he wants to on camera. So I think that Virginia may be getting, you know, kind of tired of that. It's like, look, we're not going to be on here acting like you're this perfect person when I know what goes on behind the cameras, but yet you're going to put me on front street for every issue you have with me. So Virginia is basically like, don't worry about my dog. It's my dog. I can handle it. And Eric is like, you know, no, he needs training. He needs discipline. He doesn't need to be doing this. I can train him. I can do this. Look at what I've done with my dog. And okay, Eric, that's your dog. Maybe your dog has a different temperament. And Virginia's right. Just because you train that dog does not mean you're a dog trainer. The whole time when I'm watching this, I'm wondering why, you know, just take the dog to training. Virginia, just take the dog to training. Or the three of you guys can go to dog training. It doesn't, Eric, why does it have to be you to do it? Uh, it, it reminded me so much of when I was trying to teach my, I was trying to save money by, um, doing the online, um, driver's school with my son. And then I was doing the parent taught, you know, the road stuff and it just was not working. So I just had to bite the bullet and pay for a driving school for the road lessons uh, just because it just wasn't going to work. And sometimes it just, it has to be somebody outside of the situation to help the situation. So the whole time I'm just thinking like, Eric, shut up. You guys can just go to a trainer together or Virginia, you know, take your dog to a trainer. And, uh, I'm seeing with Virginia that, that she seems to be possibly, one of those people who has a lot of traumas in her life that she has not addressed, which she, she said, you know, that she has a lot going on with her stress and anxiety during this episode. But the way she presents herself to the world as that person who is just so happy, so lighthearted, so outgoing, just likes to be enjoy the company of your friends and have some drinks at the same time. Woohoo, party time. Now I'm seeing that possibly... Virginia's has been self-medicating and that's why she can drink Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday and want to hang out with her guy friends. You know, it's obvious that Virginia needs that kind of support of people who are close to her that she knows are there for her and care for her. Unfortunately with her and her, um, well, I'm not going to say, I mean, fortunately she has that core group of friends that she has mentioned on the show repeatedly, but Unfortunately, that drinking is not going to help you when it comes to working through all those traumas that are causing you that stress, anxiety, depression. Um, there's she's seen manic at times. You know, it's it's just the drinking isn't going to help that. So, but but Virginia is aware she has issues. But now I'm starting to look back on those beginning episodes, and so many things make more sense.
you know, they, it just makes so much more sense. The laughing and joking when you're drinking instead of talking about a real issue because there's a way to avoid it. You know, um, Virginia, like Virginia really does have like a sadness to her eyes. If you look at her eyes, she really does. At times, um, you can just see the hurt in her when she's stressed out with Eric and Eric, Virginia, it really disturbed me when they were sitting in the bed in the beginning of the episode and when they were on the couch in the living room when Virginia ended up that the scene where Virginia ended up snapping when Virginia is trying to express to Eric how she's feeling with the um the anxiety and uh things like that the difficulty that she's having he just seems so uninterested he's picking at his nails he's rolling his eyes he's smirking he's grimacing and for to be in Virginia's situation, can you imagine trying to open up that's already difficult and this is the response you're getting from the person who's supposed to care about you and who's supposed to love you and that wants you to bring your walls down and wants you to feel safe with them. But you're not giving me any kind of comfort feelings. You're making it sound, you're making it feel like everything I'm telling you means nothing to you. You know, like you're disinterested, you're bored. You don't really want to hear it. Eric just wants Virginia to act how he wants her to act. He doesn't, it doesn't seem like, or he's not showing her that he cares about what she's going through in her current, in her current time, you know, what she's struggling with. At one point in the episode, he said he cared. He said he wants to be there for her, but she's literally telling you what she needs from you, what you can do to help her. And you're not listening. Or you're making it seem like that's not what you know, that's not what you need me to do. I need to be doing this because I'm Eric and I know this and I know that and I was in the military and I've lived with somebody. So I know what you need, Virginia. No, Eric, you don't know. Virginia may not know what she needs, but she is trying to work on it. And she is saying these this helps, this might help and that could help. But you're not even listening to her. All you want to do is tell her if she doesn't like it, she can leave. He drops ultimatum after ultimatum after ultimatum. And seems disinterested and gets her riled up, makes it seem like he's perfect. Everything else, um, her and her dog, because he's, you know, her dog needs help. He's saying Virginia needs help. She needs to calm down. He needs to train the dog. He needs to train Virginia. He needs everybody to do what Eric wants them to do. And Eric makes no mistakes. And Virginia expressed that too. She's saying, you know, it's like you, all the changes that are going on in this relationship, it's all about changes you want me to make. I never, I don't see my friends. I don't see my family. I don't even seem like myself. And you can feel the pain in Virginia when she's trying to explain this to him. And what does Eric say? Basically, if you don't like it, you can leave. And she even stopped him at one point. You better not say I can leave because I will punch you in the throat. And instead of Eric saying, okay, I can see she's struggling, you know, she's really going through it right now. Let me be supportive of her and just let me pull back. Even if I still have frustrations, I'm still angry. You know, I want to say what I have to say. Let me pull back because she's, she's having a hard time right now. Well, what he does is he smirks and he just rewords it and doesn't say it in those exact same words that she told him not to say, but he still said the same thing. And then he tries to play innocent and acts like he does. He has no idea why she's upset. 
he has no idea what she's saying to her, what he's saying to her that makes her so upset. He has no idea why her walls are up or her walls are up. Eric, we, you already know why you're trying to pretend like you don't because you want to you want to present to us that you're trying so hard and you want to be so supportive. And that's all you want is what's the best for her. But you're right now making her situation worse because you're supposed to be that person who's there for her and cares for her. And you are. I mean, kind of acting like you just don't care. It's all about your needs and not hers. Um, anyways, later in the episode, Virginia just snaps, you know, when he brings up the, the dog again and how bad her dog is and how great his dog is and how great he is and how bad Virginia is and Virginia needs to be trained. And Virginia was you know, trying to distract from the conversation and change the subject. And she was focusing more on the dog trying to bury the bone in the day bed. She was doing that and it frustrated Eric, but she was doing that because she has told you repeatedly, she does not want to talk about this. She told you she didn't want to talk about this and you keep bringing it up. And it sounded like she was saying that she didn't want to talk about it on camera anymore, but he kept bringing it up and she just snapped. And she's like, I told you a million times, I don't want to talk about this and you don't care and you keep bringing it up. He's literally making it seem like his dog is better than Virginia's dog, which equates to him saying, I'm better than you. Um, my dog is well-trained. Yours isn't. You need more home training so you can fit more into who I need you to be and who I want you to be. He's literally saying all these things about her dog and Virginia knows that subconsciously he's talking about her. So you're literally beating this woman down who already has issues and who is already self-medicating. I'm just glad that throughout the episode, Virginia did say that she's going to look into getting therapy because I feel like Virginia would do very well in therapy since she's well aware she has an issue. And if um, she addresses, you know, whatever it is that got her to the point, this point in the first place, I think it would work wonders for her. And to know what Eric, she knows what Eric is doing to her, but Eric is good at. And I could see he would have all these flying monkeys believing that he's trying so hard with Virginia, you know, in the real world with his friends and family. And maybe even try to, you know, uh, get over on her friends and family to make it seem like he's trying so hard, but she's just being difficult. And she's just keeping her walls up. Um, I could see, I just could see him, him being that way, which would not help her and would really be a crushing thing to a person well to anybody but to somebody like Virginia who she's just out here trying to have fun hang out with the people she loves you know and then somebody like Eric coming in and just bringing in a whole dark cloud over your happiness and I am glad that she's expressing more her frustration and that she's seeing what Eric is doing and not just letting him get away with it and not acknowledging it and addressing it and saying it because we're seeing it. And I was so she just ended up snapping. She's like, you know what? I'm tired of him. He thinks he, you know, his dog is a perfect dog and he's a damn trainer. He's trained one damn dog. And she just went off and Eric sat there and looked, you know, all calm. Because he wanted her to look like a bigger fool, even though you've pushed her to this point. But he wants to sit there and make it seem like he had absolutely nothing to do with this. See, you guys, this is exactly what I'm talking about. She flies off the handle, no matter how hard I try. And it's just nothing I do is good enough. And she's so irrational. That's what he was trying to do. He wants to give the image that Virginia is so irrational. She's the crazy person. And he's so calm, cool, and reserved and level-headed. And he's trying so hard. That's the game manipulators play. He's an emotional manipulator. And um, 
she gets up and she ends up walking away, you know, and I, and I, I get it because we see what he's doing. And I am so glad Lifetime showed those clips of them fighting after the fact, you know, when the cameras, when, you know, it was just the cameras, the hidden cameras in the apartment and we hear the things he says to her. Now in that conversation, she's more the calm person. And he's going off the handle and threatening to leave her yet again. So Eric is trying to give us one persona on camera and being somebody completely different um, off camera. And it showed, too, that he what in Virginia even made the comment in the beginning of the episode because he was all upset because she supposedly disappeared for 30 minutes when they went out drinking with the friends. And um, then he says, well, I, you know, I'm just going to chill out. I'm not going to let it upset me so much. Just do whatever, you know, do whatever. And I'm just going to chill out more and try to be more understanding. And And Virginia came out and said, hey. You say that now, but you're not going to be like that when you're drinking. And that's what set Eric off. Eric then, he didn't like that she said that on camera, that she brought out the issue that he has when he's drinking, that he may not be the most level-headed person. He didn't want that to be on camera, but yet you can talk about every little thing that bothers you about Virginia. But that seemed to be the turning point in the conversation when he started then low-key coming at her and doing those those undercover assaults, trying to get her riled up, and it worked. In the meantime, he's sitting over here smirking and grinning, picking at his nails, seeming unbothered. But, oh, it bothered you when she said that on camera. It most definitely bothered you. And I'm so glad that Lifetime showed the clip of them actually arguing off camera and how he talks to her. And where she was the more person who was more calm and trying to have a conversation and he's just snapping off. So I love that they showed that. So we had proof of it. Okay, so Vincent and Brianna. Um, Vincent was just showing us how demanding he is with all the dates he wants because he bought um, Brianna a bike and took her on a producer producer paid boat trip. So in return, Brianna needs to take him to Las Vegas, to Disneyland, to New York. You know, he wants to go on all these trips. He wants to go go-karts. He wants to go um, to a sporting event, all these different things, because the producers uh, arranged for him to take Brianna on a boat. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I thought that was so hilarious. And then when 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 Vince, when Vincent was talking about the dog, um, he was talking about how much he loves it and um, how, you know, you have to do things for it that you may not want it to do, like go out, take it um, for a walk. Um, but you do it because you love the dog and he really loves that damn dog. And I mean, it sounds like he's talking about Brianna. He has to do things sometimes that he doesn't want to do because he loves a dog, like doing salsa dancing in a tight shirt and some weird looking tennis shoes. Because you guys remember this, that episode reminded me, um, and I, for some reason I just thought about it when I was watching this episode, that the weird looking tennis shoes that um, it looked like he had on like a Walmart brand of tennis shoes at the dance lesson I'm thinking like wow like that's strange like because the shoes the tennis shoes he had on had nothing to do with you know he had on slacks and a button down so I just thought that was strange but then remember he only had like two remember he only wasn't it Vincent he only had like two pairs of shoes and he had claimed that he had donated a closet full of shoes to a homeless person when we're all like okay but if the guy is homeless where is he gonna put all those shoes so um yeah I thought that was strange but anyways um, Vincent talks, so Vincent talks about how much he just loves a dog and, you know, you just sometimes got to go out of your way for the dog and do things for the dog that you may not want to do because you love it. And I mean, that sounds like, you know, things that, 
talking about him and Brianna. Um, but they seem to be doing okay. I still have um, some curious to see and have concerns to see what the financial situation is going to be like. Because uh, Vincent is making, you know, some jokes about money and maybe they're just jokes. But when they're talking about the dates and all that in the bed and Brianna's making comments like, well, where is this funding going to come from? Whose purse is going to be paying for this? You know, um, I th- I, it seems like I think she's starting to have some concerns. There's some, you know, some little mini flags popping up that this financial thing keeps coming up. Although the financials, the finances are going to have to come up because they're married and if they plan on staying together. It's just something they're going to have to address. I just, I love their personalities together and I hope the financial thing isn't going to be a issue for them because obviously Vincent talked about his ex. It's a kind of sound like he made it seem like his ex that when he wasn't doing as well as she thought he should be doing financially, she left him. So he's scarred from that and he has traumas for that. And I'm sure Vincent is one of those people who's going to be bringing, well, we all do it, but to different levels, bringing issues from past relationships into your current relationship. But the financial thing and his financial stability and what his partner thinks of his financial stability is very important to Vincent. So I just wonder if that's going to cause him to have some type of animosity towards Brianna. But at the same time, you're kind of asking for Brianna to pay for a lot of things. Like, why is that her responsibility? How about you work on it too when you get yourself yourself together and you contribute as well? And I understand, you know, sometimes people bring, one person may bring more to the marriage and, you know, emotions, stability, finances, whatever the case may be. And you have to find a way, you know, to work together as a couple. But there, I mean, there's these Chris, Vincent, they're talking about these finances. They don't want these women who are so focused on finance. Well, it's the reverse. If I mean, it's really pretty much you being focused on finances if you're trying to spend her money. You know what I mean? I, I don't know, but I, I hope they work through it because I really like them as a couple together um, as a financial, uh, I mean, on a emotional, emotional level. I love them together. So um, I can't remember anything else about them. So I'm going to move on. Haley and Jacob, um, I feel like they're at the point now where they're just trying to, you know, hang out together so that the lifetime can get some footage and just... Like, uh, hey, how do we, um, why did they match us together? Like, they just need to hang out and have fun because she's not into, she's not into him. He doesn't have a chance. And now it seems like he's calming down a little bit and he's just accepted the fact that she doesn't want him. And I mean, it, I, that has to be so painful. I couldn't be imagine being in Jacob's, Jacob's shoes, um, but I really don't care for the way Haley tries to make it seem like she's trying so hard. The only thing, I mean, it does seem like she's trying to stay and go through the process and maybe try to figure out why they match them. But as far as there being some type of relationship between Jacob and Haley, we know that's not happening. She's way past that. But when he expresses his frustration about it, which at times is extreme, yes, I get that. She acts like, oh, I can't understand why that would bother you. Well, this is the point was to sign up for the show to be married and to stay married and not to get on the show and be matched with somebody who has absolutely no attraction to you. I mean, that can't be easy. That can't be easy. And you're still sitting here having to film every day. So, um, 
Yeah, so I just hope they just just do fun stuff with Haley and Jacob and we can laugh at how their personalities and their sense of humors clash. Like that's the most we can expect from them right now. Let them go and do a lot of outings and whatnot. That's all we need. Or a lot or more awkward conversations with um awkward conversations with Brianna and Vincent. You know, that's the only entertainment we can hope to get from Haley and Jacob at this point. I just hope that uh, Jacob comes out of this with a lot of women in his DMs. I really do, because he really got the people who come on and they're the per person they're matched with just has absolutely no attraction to him. That just has to suck. So I hope that being on the show, you know, ex exposes them to people who are attracted to their particular physical features and personality. So, you know, so maybe there's a fellow 80s person out there for Jacob. Um, let's see, Chris and Paige. Oh, I'm so tired of them. I do like, so Chris and Paige, Chris met with her, her brother and her brother's, um, wife to talk about what was going on with her and Chris. And she says that he, Chris came to her and told her, Hey, you know, I'm, we're going to get a divorce because I'm going to reconcile with my baby mama, which is interesting because when Chris met with his mother, all he told her is that her, that he and Paige are no longer talking that she's just not answering his phone calls. How come you didn't tell your mom that you and your baby mama are reconciling? I'm like, I don't know if the timeline was off or what's going on or if he intentionally left that out. I'm like, because that's a huge difference, you know, to tell your mom, oh, she's just not answering my calls. And then Chris or Paige tells her brother, he told me he's going to reconcile with his baby mama. Like, that's a huge difference when you're explaining to people what happened with the marriage. <laughs> Anyways, um... Paige's brother seems to be a motivational speaker. He reminded me of that Trent guy. It sounded like he did a mashup of like three or four of Trent's different um, uh, videos. You know, the guy Trent, I can't think of his last name, but he has some good motivational speaking videos um, on YouTube and Facebook and whatnot. So that's what he reminded me of. But he was giving her some good advice. Like, look, you tried, you know, you still have time ahead of you. Don't let this break you down. And I love hearing Paige say that she had to realize that maybe she was in love with the idea of love, the idea of marriage, which she absolutely was. And so she was putting a little bit too much effort, a lot of it, too much effort into um, overlooking the red flags with Chris. You know, it's somebody she just met. So, um, yeah, that's, so I, I like that. I like seeing that with Paige and I hope that she learns a lot from this so that in her, her next relationships that she's, you know, she has, I think Paige is going to find, there's going to be a guy out there. There's gonna be plenty of men out there who love the type of woman and devotion and dedication that Paige would have into somebody that she's really into, you know, as, 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 much as we can say that Paige made horrible decisions with Chris, imagine her being in an, um, how she would be in a relationship with a man who was as devoted to her as she is to them. I feel like, uh, Paige would be one of those faithful, loyal, dedicated wives. And I want her to be with a man who feels the same way about hers, who appreciates it, who doesn't take advantage of it. So I'm hoping that's what um, we find for, for Paige and that she, you know, is more vocal. And I think that Paige is a very strong person and very vocal about what she does not want, what uh, she doesn't appreciate, what she wants. But I think she just doesn't show us that side of herself as much on the show because there's a persona she wants to be the whispering page, you know, that that's the page she wants to show us. But behind that, 
there's a different page. And we've seen that come and peek out several times. So um, oh, what I don't like is those clips we saw of the um, decision day when it's like, we don't know. We haven't decided. It's like, I hope that they've gotten together and they've come up with some kind of plot and plan to drag it out or to keep the interest in them in social media or something. Because I just like, please don't tell me Paige is actually buying anything this man is saying. You know, like there has to be a plan, like something that they can benefit from it to not come out and say, we're just going to walk away from each other. I'm really hoping that's what it is because otherwise I'm like, Paige, come on, sis. Um, so I'm really hoping that they they came up with something, a plot, a plan or something to make it seem like they're dragging it out or, or producer or it's producer driven or something. I just don't want it to be real because I'm like, girl, don't let don't keep getting sucked back in because the more you keep getting sucked back in, the more likely it's going to happen again. So um, and as far as what Chris had to say about Paige's dog, he said he don't give a damn about Paige's dog, which is exactly how he feels about her. So <laughs> it really seemed like the running th- theme throughout these episodes was the, the men. Are you talking about the dog or are you talking about your wife? All right, y'all, that's all I have for you. Um, thank you for listening and I will see you next week.